Spirit's passion. Fucking. Embrace the culture. Ask me who I am. I am a writer. Poor, unreasonably logical, jealous, obscene as the streets that raised my generation babies of the original X, ruthlessly hunting for a new chapter, a deeper depth, a higher height, closure, creating drama in my wake, fantasy in my state, because I can't sleep at night with a ghetto gospel gasping for life, beating the ministry of raw dog truth in my head. Ask me who I am. I am a fucking woman. No, not like that. Say it like this. I am the kind of woman who loves to fuck and to be fucked, tormented intellectually between the fear that this desire is a taboo created by my rapist, my molester, and the imaginings that sensuality is good and that it is okay to exercise too because I am a woman. You're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast. Featuring Queen Nadine. Nadine. Ooh, baby. Welcome to the Swing Culture Podcast. These conversations are not for the fan I am your host, Nadine St. Val. My friends call me Queen Nadine. I have been an active part of the adult community for over 21 years. Please join me as we dive deep into the secret society of partner swapping, group sex, BDSM fetishes, and alternative lifestyles. If you are under the age of 18, closed-minded, or extremely sensitive, this podcast is probably not for you. It contains adult content and strong language. Hello, welcome to Swing Culture Podcast, and we want to welcome back our lovely guest, Jessica Holta of the Punani Poets and author of Verbal Penetration. Hello, Jessica. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you. Wow. I really got off on a tangent. Sorry. It's just no, like, there's no, no. so much going on. <laughs> no need to apologize. I, I'm starting. You guys had some um, specific questions that you wanted to talk about, so I'm glad that we were able to get together for our part two. Yes. yes. I'm happy you said what you said because you spoke your truth, and I felt like it was necessary in the state of everything that's going on. It's just, I think it's been a lot for everyone. And I think the world needed to hear it. Yeah. Some things are not that easy to hear, but I think in the end, truth is best because um, it helps you to sift through all the madness, you know? And that, that goes for inside of relationships too, you know? Like just being able to be truthful and honest is key to having healthy relationships everywhere. But um, especially, you know, within relationships, within romantic relationships. So, yeah. That is why I'm always available for the lifestyle community because I feel like that segment of the community, um, at least, they may lie about other stuff, but usually when it comes to romantic issues, I feel like you guys have set a, a table, you know, that allows people to be honest. So I appreciate that. I feel like a lot of your poetry focuses on the romance part of the of the of the, of the relationship and the knowing, really knowing what you want. Yeah, the, knowing what you want and being able to, have, uh, to know how to communicate that 
is the most important thing because you may know what you want um, and your partner may know what they want, but if you can't effectively communicate that to one another, um, it, it leads to, you know, arguments and misunderstandings and things like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. And resentment. And resentment, most likely. Mm-hmm. And, re- and resentment is a big one, especially for couples who've been together for a really long time. Um, you know, you're looking back and you're going, ah, we haven't been intimate in the last six months. Uh, or, or, or the last six years, even. That's a long time. <laughs> and, um, and feeling resentment, you know, because I could have done something different. Or this person liked me, and me you find yourself on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I could have been getting laid and having a good time with so and so, and here you are over here rejecting yes. me, and I love you, and you're rejecting my love. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of that. I can be faithful. And now, a message from our sponsor. Meanwhile, in Ghettoville, USA. I have girlfriends who are independent, thinking black women and stuff. People even in the project, and they're like, why, you know, why do you put women down and this men up? I don't put women down. I make women feel more accountable for their role in this. Because if you have a man and you know that this world is against this man, it is your duty, your obligation unto God to hold this man up, not to put him down, not to make him feel like he is less than a man, but to suck him dry and make him stronger. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's be honest, though. That's that's the result of the welfare system. Let's be honest. Telling black women, hey, no, the house will give you I don't this, give you that, and that whole role reversal is a part of that. I don't blame the welfare. I don't blame the welfare system. It's the welfare. Welfare. It's the welfare system has you in their grasp, and you are a person who has a brain and a functioning body. I don't blame the welfare. It is your laziness that it will breed. It is your laziness that is allowing this to happen. Why would you throw away a good man for it? $600 or whatever they pay you. Whatever they pay you, trust me, a black woman is worth a lot more. Experience, passion, embrace the culture. Well, some people, you know, they just give up on that part because marriage is more than just, um, you know, an opportunity to have sex without sinning. Marriage is a, a business. It is a, an agreement, a legal agreement, and it is a business. It is the business of running a household, the business of building a family. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. As a married woman, I agree with you 100%. But if let, 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 let my significant other tell me I ain't getting no, no, S-E-X for the next six, six months because he and his feelings, I don't know. <laughs> I might, he gonna have to report me. Within your I'm gonna commit a crime in my bedroom. <laughs> but in your community, that's not as big of an issue, I think, because y'all do talk about these things. Like, it's part of your life style to be able to talk about these things. That's what I meant when I said, like, I, I have appreciation for the community because of that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine it being any other way for me, honestly. Yeah, man. To be plugged into that energy that is just about pleasure and love and positive things. Like, that, that's a huge huge thing for us and I'm just grateful you know to have this opportunity to spend my life uh, sharing thoughts and ideas and learning from people so that I can um, communicate 
between groups of people is yeah. is a real pleasure. Like it is a real pleasure to be able to translate even things that that I learned that I know some communities are cut off from, and to be able to um, translate into a vernacular that is understandable for my audience, which not from Oakland. I speak with a certain dialect, um, and I hire people who have um, similar and familiar experiences so that when we all come together, we are having a real conversation, soul to soul. I think that that shows shows in your your art, because I had the pleasure to see you, I had the opportunity to see you live, and when your shows, you can tell, like, you guys vibe like the the sex so the sexual energy the synergy I'm not sure what to call it synergy you guys give off uh it's it's very like it's very sexy but it's still informative at the same time mm-hmm. I'm so glad y'all enjoyed it it was really nice to see y'all come to New York too because even though like the first one was at that big beautiful mansion um I wanted y'all to come into the theater space and I know you probably noticed the difference within the um, closed black box type space where the energy is just really intense because um, you know how well, Ami was telling you about how the human energy works, how your heart chakra connects to the next person's and the next person's. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode. Experience the passion, passion, embrace the culture, culture. So with 60 Bodies and a Black Box Theater, it really opens up space, you know, opens up the, the ways of communication between a small group of people that is very intense. Because, yeah. you know, New York is really intense, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And I cannot honestly say Compared you had some to, sexy people coming through to see your show. I saw some sexy, oh, yeah. some sexy couples in here came to see the show. And yes, that but, was you know, that and was then, a, and then a the one in my book. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a good time, and, and your group is a good group of people. I've met a few um, groups. What's interesting about you guys is that it really does come off like a family. Oh, I feel like that's how it, it feels to me. My extended family. It does feel it, it feels like that to me as an outsider. Like, oh yeah. It's like family or like if you're going to like somebody's personal birthday party or something, it's it, it's a lot different than when I'm performing for a group of people who have never met. I had the opportunity to check out your, your website, ghettogirlblue.com, dot com and you have some You like it? I I love the artwork. And I, and I like the fact that you, you could get it on, on printed on your clothes. So your socks, your, your, your shoes, like you're, you're really doing it. I, you know, I came up with the idea like before this shut down and everything, because I know like, even I don't really have the expendable income to be able to go out and buy like a two or $300 art piece to just put on my wall. Like I just got it like that. But I thought if I could get my art onto clothing and create kind of a wearable art, yes. then I could get my images out there at an economic price for people, you know, and be able to make statements too without people having to read long poems. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I personally enjoy your poetry. I do. I do. Thank you. Punani Poets definitely inspired my creative juices as a, as a young woman coming up and finding ways to help me express myself. So I definitely tip uh, my hat to my, definitely support the art farm. So wait a minute, you have some secret poetry somewhere? Do I have secret poetry somewhere? I haven't written poetry uh -huh. in so long, but I used to be like an avid writer. And you did say this is an yes. opportunity right now with the with the with the lockdown to definitely get back this to doing the things you used to do. But I did start this painting is an again. I did do that. You started singing again. I started painting again, so I did start doing that. Oh, painting! Yes, it's one of my oh, it's my passion. It is. Oh wow! I love to create with my hands. So you have your you have your art, and you have your poetry, and you also have your blog available on Ghetto Girl Blow? I do. And I've been, um, I have another one that's sitting there that I need to like, I needed to back up and calm down before I just push the publish button. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, there's another one there, um, which is interesting because I think those things were still in my head when I uh, talked to you for the first part of our interview. And um, it's sitting there. I, I've, I decided um, I want to be helpful. Okay. And and there are a lot of people who like everybody we talked about that everybody having their role. They're the, you know finding what they do best and doing their best with it kind of thing. And um, these these young people out here are fantastic um, doing their markets and standing up for what they believe is right and. You know, protest is definitely young and has gained man. Yeah, I support it. I support it 100%. This, this is a whole movement. They need water, they need food. It's, it's a whole yeah, movement. I, I love it. I, was like, I love maybe it. Maybe I could be taking sandwiches out there or something. You know, like, <laughs> what can we do as our part? But I thought about it. I, I slowed down on, like, posting my rage and just posting, like, things that might be more helpful because we know what's next, you know. Uh, what we need to do, we know what our shortcomings are, and um, so I started posting some other things like, "Hey, here's a list of black banks." Yeah, you, but you put, you your, put, put your money where your mouth is. You want change? Uh huh. Money is power. Yeah, most definitely. Put, put, yeah, and it, take it, your money out. Put it in the black that. banks. Encourage put it in the black banks. Yeah. Yeah, if they say that. Mm -hmm. They say that we have, uh, what is it, $1.2 trillion in spending every year. So that's a lot of money you could put in your community. That is a lot of money. Spirit, passion, embrace the culture. Embrace the culture. You have to love the women in your culture, in your society. You have to love the women. The women give birth to the children. You cannot be beating on women, mistreating women, and not expect that to come back and haunt you through your children mm. or lack their rights. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like this. To me, I feel like this. There's a universe, right? And the universe responds to what it hears and what, what energy we put, put out. So if you're putting an energy of murder, yeah, kill, kill, war, fear. get that fear. in return. That's what you get that. You're not praying for babies. 
You're praying for you're war. You're praying you for destruction of black people. Yeah, you're praying for war. You're praying for it. When you put it out into the universe, when you pass these laws, when you participate in all this stuff, you know, you're putting this out and the universe is giving you death. Yeah, I agree with really I believe the universe gives you whatever you ask for because it's, it's, it's forever. It's ongoing. It never, never runs out. So the longer you ask for hate, the more hate it's gonna give you. If you if you put out love, you're gonna get back love. If you put out sex, you get sex. I'm putting out more sex, everybody. I'm sure you are right now. <laughs> Giving it out. I put up a post yesterday. I say, I say, suck more dick. I feel like if men get more blowjobs, maybe they won't be have for the time and energy to make more weapons. That fucks more shit up. Tie the motherfuckers out. Suck their dicks. Something. They need something. Keep them busy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's so weird. It's like some people can't get off unless it's weird. Unless it's like, there is so much stuff going on that I'm sure we don't even know about. The only thing I really know for sure is that in your heart, you know the difference between right and wrong. And you know that from a very early age. Yeah, you do. So anyone who doesn't really know that, if you have no boundaries, if you don't have um, something inside of you, like a, I don't know, some type of filter that says, this is what, yeah, this is what is acceptable, and here's my line. There's some people that don't have a line, and they'll do whatever. I, I want people just to have common courtesy for each other. You know, a little consideration, a little empathy for each other. Really, if we could live like that, it would be beautiful. But these things have to be, people got to be taught to tap into those from the time we're young. So think about all the things that they've taken out of the school. They've done that for a reason. Music programs, canceled. Art programs, canceled. canceled. So many things that, that help people on a spiritual level to ascend to the next level of their consciousness has been um, defunded. And other things um, have has been placed there for you to just hold on to. And even some things that we need to, to survive just don't even exist in the education system. Like, you know, your credit. Like, they don't teach you about that. You don't school. turn 18 and know. They don't teach yeah, you, you don't turn 18 and know, and know what you should do. And all. they don't teach you the things that you need to actually survive. They just teach you a bunch of things to program you to believe that they are superior. I think they need to bring back trades in school. Like when I was going to school and, and I was in junior high, we used to have shop class and people, we used to have classes to teach to be anymore? electrician. And it was in the school. It was part of the, the curriculum. And now they won't even teach yeah. black history anymore. Like it's gotten to the point where it's just, you learn how to read. You they learn how to teaching add, black history and you learn and you, and, my kids don't get black history in school at all. We, well, they, we, do they, they, go to a black they get school? told, no, we live in a, a non-black neighborhood. Most people don't look like me. It's very quiet, very nice, but they do not teach black history in school. They get told Martin Luther King marched and now we all have peace. And that's the end. That's all they get taught. <laughs> that is it. Well, one thing that we are definitely going to, have to start doing. Now, I do live in a really nice neighborhood in Georgia. It's not difficult to find a nice, affordable neighborhood in Georgia still. It, you know, 
Um, but the neighborhood is predominantly black. Like recently, a few white people moved in, but this is a predominantly black neighborhood. I do homeschooling with my daughter because, okay. yeah, <laughs> because, uh, yeah. Is is just so much like I think homeschooling should be a bigger thing, and it should be something that can be. It's something that um is free because it is a um it is a state funded um education system. Yeah, they send you everything. Our oldest girl gets homeschooled. They send her everything: the 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 copier, the all her books, everything she needs. They send it to her. Yes, but it also makes me very a lot more present in her education than I remember my parents being able to be with me. And she's here, and so I don't have to worry about bullying and all that other stuff. And so I'm definitely a proponent of, of homeschooling when and if a family can. I think it's a great idea, and you can supplement that education with information that you want your own children to know. I think one of the issues is you're literally asking someone at the same time they're killing your children in the street or asking them to give you education. Yo, like, why would they want to educate you with the things that you need they already to overcome? Yeah. The system, the system like is they, set up against us. It, it is. Unfortunately, that's just what this is, this is the world we live in. The system is set up against, against us from hard. the time you come into this world. It's set up against you. It is. But the double-edged sword here is that if the better you do within the system that they create, the more, the more, I don't know, the more like they could be disrespectful, really, because they know it's bullshit and you signed up for it. And they know they don't like you and they know they don't respect you. And the fact that you believe it, it's like that politician who was running for president and then was a was a surgeon, and he ended up giving up his job, his career as a surgeon to become the director of the of of her the the housing and urban development. Like what? Why would you? Why would you be a brain surgeon who gives up this good work you're doing to save lives? To get over the urban housing department, that is so insulting. And when he did that, I felt a pain, like literally of embarrassment, because that is something that they would they would have you do. Mm-hmm. Show so the world how stupid you really are. That you would give up this career to come and work for your competitor, no less, in a conservative White House. And be assigned to projects. Be be assigned to the projects where they keep your people. Really? It's called the projects for a reason. <laughs> Let's not forget that. That is because it's a project and you are the study, sir. <laughs> and so the fact that we can't see through this and the fact that we can't all get along and stuff, um, is is probably the problem. And so, you know, when Kanye said it was a choice, yeah. I think he just meant like there's definitely some participation to a certain degree on our part. And it's not really because, I don't think it's really because black people are like, oh, well, I hate black people. I want to do black people. It's not that. It's, you have a lot of different choices for how you want to roll in America. 
and different strokes for different folks. So different people want to do something different. Absolutely. And some people, like this new lady, Candace, whatever, Candace Owen, what's her name? Yeah, I know you're talking about the, oh, the, the, the check. <laughs> Ooh, doggy. I never heard of her till yesterday. She blew my she's all over. She's today. all over, <laughs> all over social media. Like, her face is everywhere now. It's everywhere now. But she's completely, like, she's, she's definitely the poster person that they want to put out there. Um... For whatever reasons they want to do that, I just, I hope people can see through it and not be swayed. But I saw her on this guy's channel and this guy was like, she should be our next president. I'm like, oh my God, really? Because there's a lot of people out there who think like her who are ashamed to admit it. And those are the people you got to get to with love, though. I feel like people like her are just, are looking to be a distraction from, from the real issues, to be honest. It's so it's so easy to get distracted from everything that's going on. Isn't that she's not really just a distraction though? She's speaking to a conservative group of people of color who believe what she's saying. She's not alone. You think she's the only person in the United oh, States not. who thinks the way she's thinking? No, it's a lot of secret uh, Republicans, and I'm not even saying like. You know, bless your heart if you are Republican and you just feel like you have the right to have whatever political affiliation you want. Like, bless you, because you do. And, you know, just be mindful. Like, everything that the Democrats do, I don't agree with. But it's not like we have a lot of choices. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. And I wish that independents really had a candidate. And I wish writing writing in. I wish the black community could just or the all the protesters and all the supporters of the protesters and all the people of color could just agree on a person, a single person, and just write him in or her on the ballot. That's and good, that yeah. really be a thing. This is where you have somebody who's gonna really be there for the people. I wanna see all to go live like the Amish here. community. Like all of us just go and live somewhere in Pennsylvania, like the Amish, and all together, and just work together. Like fuck, fuck all the bullshit. <laughs> fuck it. Let's just. I know, uh. I know, I know. But we missed that window. That window was when slavery ended, and we had a choice to ask for stuff. And then I think it might have came again in the fifties and sixties during Martin Luther King time. That would have been the time to say we demand. Our own province. Uh, 40 acres we in demand, a man? No, just, I mean, yeah, that too, but if, if the demand had not been for assimilation, we would probably be in a different place right now, you see. If the demand had been for not, not to go to school with white kids, but to have uh, our own land and our own area. Like if we said, okay, we want Georgia, Florida, and we can get them. And if you live here, this is a sovereign area for black people to be, African-American descendants of slaves or whatever, to be. But they we was, didn't do they that. They wasn't going to give us Florida. That's too close to the water. They wasn't going to let us have that. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just, I feel you. But I'm just saying, like, if we ha if our demands had been different, but they weren't, our demand was the opposite of that. Our demand was, we demand that you let us come and yeah, sit we, next to you. We wanted equality. We demand that you feed us. You, yo, 
I just want to say, God bless the people doing the sit-ins and all of that. I understand that at the time, this is what we thought was the right thing. But with hindsight, you get 2020 vision. And I'll be damned if I'm going to sit at a counter and demand that you serve me and actually eat the food that you prepare. And I know Hell, you hate me. No, because uh-uh. I'm sure you are sitting in it. <laughs> Why would I want food that's being prepared by a person who don't want me in their restaurant? It is weird. I guess degrading. at that time, we just we just wanted to be seen as the same. You know, I think that's what it no, was. At, at and the, we were willing to do whatever it took mm-hmm. to be seen as equals. Oh. Why do you care? That's the point. Why do you care what white people think about you? That's the question. Mm. Why do you care what white people think about you? I don't really care too much what anybody thinks about me. I think that's why I live my life the way I live it. You know, why do you really care? And the thing is, black men, they and, and black women, too, but really black men, especially to say it's such a small group of people in the grand scheme of like all human beings on the face of the planet. Like, so, yeah, all human beings on the face of the planet is a lot of people. It's billions and billions of people. Right. So black people, if black men are about half of the black population, it would put them at about, what, 5.5% of just the American population, which is only three, like 350,000. So that's like a really small group of people. And to say that small group of people really does create the melody by which Americans and the rest of the world live their lives. They create the soundtrack to this world. Mm. They create a sports system that is worth watching. They create fashion trends. They create, they are amazing. Black American men are fucking amazing. And all of the world knows it. Bless them. This is why I believe people, you know, I have girlfriends who are independent thinking black women and stuff. People even in the project and they're like, why you know, why do you put women down and lift men up? I don't put women down. I make women feel more accountable for their role in this. Because if you have a man and you know that this world is against this man, it is your duty, your obligation unto God to hold this man up, not to put him down, not to make him feel like he is less than a man, but to suck him dry to make him strong. Well, let's, let's, well, let's be honest, though. That's that's the result of the welfare system. Let's be honest. Telling black women, hey, put them no, out the house. We'll give not. you this. We'll give you that. And that whole role reversal is a part of that. System. I don't blame the welfare system. If, if the welfare, welfare, yeah, if the welfare system has you in their grasp and you are a person who has a brain and a functioning body, it is your laziness and your greed that is allowing this to happen. Why would you throw away a good man for $600 or whatever they pay you? Whatever they pay you, trust me, a black woman is worth a lot more. So whatever they're giving you for this bullshit, why would you... That that You can't say... People can't say, oh, well, it's the welfare system. Mm, welfare system will have no power over you if you didn't involve yourself in it. Why would you trust them? Why why would you trust anyone who negotiates with you to get rid of your live-in man 
and we'll give you. you I'm so, so give you a check. Instead of doing the work required to make sure that you are hoping to raise, you still have to raise some of these men because a lot of them, you know, are coming from a broken place, especially this, um, the last couple generations. We're still recovering from the crack problem. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have grandparents or parents or, or all the figures and all that. They grew up in a house full of yeah, women. Yeah, so you know that. Yeah, you know that 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 she doesn't really come with all of the parts that she might need. But that is your responsibility to help put him back together again because these are our circumstances. Mm. And so to get angry, I don't get angry at black men for their circumstances. And I'm not making excuses either. I'm saying, because this has nothing to do with their weakness as much as it has to do with black women's strength. Black women are strong and resilient. Black women are the judges and lawyers who are sending these men to jail. Don't sit here and act like black women are not complicit in the plight of black men. This is why when they do make money, they go get themselves a white girl. Hmm. They they feel broken they get, too. They, I feel like they, they're, they're, they're they're victims they of the situation. Broken they're broken too. I think we they're all still are. Broken too. And we're still going out of our way to they're hurt each other consistently. Too. Consistently, we go out of our way to hurt each we other. We do. But, and that's but why the white man sits around and says, like, "Hey, this is why it's okay for me to kill this these individuals because look how they treat each other." But this is no different because, I mean, well, we all do fucked up just, shit. Just it's not even because, a, a race thing. Okay. Just because fish eat fish doesn't give us a right to go eat the fish. Like, if you eat fish, that's on you. But it doesn't mean that it, you're doing it because the fish eat fish. Like, that's fish eat fish. White people kill, there are more white people who kill white people than black people who kill white people because most people kill people that they know. Most people kill people that they live around and that they have access to. Exactly. So black on black crime is, is a mess. It's bullshit. You never hear the term <laughs> white on white crime. But all crime is, is committed by people who... <laughs> that's I crazy. say it all like, the time, right? When people say that time. Can we talk about black on black? There's no such thing as black on black crime. People kill whoever they're close to. People rob wherever they live. And if that's where you live around, that's who you're going to rob. That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that part is crazy. But, I, you know, it's all the labeling and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, it really comes down to your heart. And when it comes to systems like welfare and things like that, um, I... Hello? Hello? Oh, we just lost the signal for one brief moment. Oh, we got you back. Oh, this cost you for just a moment. Uh, what? what? What were you saying, Jessica? Oh, I was saying, I, you know, I grew up in foster care and I grew up definitely deep in the hood and in Felton. So it's not like I don't understand the pressures and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, when I got pregnant, I wasn't married. I went to the welfare office so I could get Medi-Cal. I just wanted to get like, be able to have my baby in the hospital but I had never been on welfare or anything. I remember the lady telling me, uh, well, why don't you just want to go ahead and get a check? I was like, I don't need a check. I just want to have my baby and know that I have insurance in case anything goes wrong because I was actually planning on having my baby at home. Okay. Um, play them games. But my, yeah, but my ex, he really didn't 
formula how to bake at home. But anyway, I went to go just get the Medi-Cal. It's like Medicare. And um, she had all these questions about who is the father and not like trying to get me to like run him up under the bus for real, for real. Mm. I feel like we got pregnant together. Like if I didn't ask for permission, it's just something that happened. So, you know, for women who, who are, there are some women who will, who are victims of the entire system who don't believe they are capable of going to school or working or anything like that. Who continue to have babies and, all that stuff, yeah, it's too. You have to rise above the the crops that they have set for you. If you uh, were running away from slavery, you have to think about it like that as you grow up in the society. Running through the woods, you have to avoid the traps. You have to run from the dogs. You have to create safe pathways for the next people who are coming through. Tell them where the markings are. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sister. Yes, I do. So this is me hoping to die. Some of y'all are building this and and know that some of this stuff is just traps. Like, it's just traps. And, you know, we got to be stronger. We got to We have everything we need in our own community. Have you ever heard the term living in a bakery begging for bread? No, but I like it. (laughs) I might have to use that. It used to be a saying. It's a saying my mother used to say. If she said, you know, living in a bakery, breaking for bread, you have all the ingredients you need. Why are you asking for something? All around you. But you have to be willing to do the work and, and mix those ingredients together and, and make what it is you need inside that bakery without having to go across the street. You could be living in a bakery and then you go across the street to Kroger trying to buy some bread. I think that's where our youth is at right now. They tired tired of seeing everybody go across the street. Let's do the work. I think that's why they're out there protesting. They they ready. They I think they're ready. And honestly, this time feels different. It feels different. It just does. I have I have sat and I have watched the world burn around us. I have seen Lou, they cleaned out the Gucci store in New York. Everybody is gonna be fly. And everyone's complaining about this, the buildings and the stuff being stolen, but this land was stolen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, you know, the work it took to get everything, the progress to where it's at, that was all stolen work. So fuck the material shit. Cause we're not going to get back those people. We could rebuild, we could remake, we could resell. But with those people that were taken unjustly, we ain't getting them back. So fuck it. I say, no. I say, I say I mean, power to the people, to man. So that's how I feel. I'm, I'm happy they're out there in the street they protesting. Had to know eventually, it was going to come to a head. But I do want to point out something else that I think is fabulous about black men. The truth of the matter is, the overwhelming majority of these white kids are involved in this on our side. The ones who are involved in this and who are shit. on the side. They have been swayed once again by the power of black men. It's their wrong that brings them to the concert and to and and their you know white kids supporting these rappers out here. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really need to show where here is a place, here is a place in their history, in black men's history 
where they have created something out of nothing. Just raw talent using scraps of beats of music that had been played generations before to create an entire genre. And that genre crosses over to a community of white kids. The grandkids and great-grandkids of our former slave owners are now in the streets on our behalf because guess what? Black men did supply part of their own freedom through their music. Mm, I love that. Oh, Jessica. They spoke to those kids through the power of words and rhymes. An angel when it comes to words. Oh, yes, girl. You speak of some spirit. I'm just saying, like, we have to give credit where credit is due. Like, when these brothers out here, you know, talking about I rhyme, like, don't just shut that shit down. They be speaking to people. They really do be speaking to people. And I know all this stuff is not positive, so to speak. But even earlier, I was saying to my friend, I said, you know, white men kill women in songs and in, 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 uh, movies and stuff like that, and TV shows. I said, but even if black men are, you know, verbally abusive in songs, they, they don't even always mean it as abuse. It's just like vernacular. But even if they are kind of misogynistic or, you know, over-sexualizing black women or whatever, it does not impede on the on the sexual attraction between us. Mm. That's facts. It, it's not that they're saying, I don't love you as much as it's saying, this is what it is now, this is how we communicate, this is part of our culture and doing down like whatever, but it, it's not really, a, I don't think they're doing it like making some type of political statement when they say, you know, my bra, my bitch, my whatever. Yeah, I don't I really think it's not the same thing as murdering women. Yeah. And having that type of disdain for women. It's a completely different thing. It's a subculture of a culture. Um and so it's it's a lot different, but there's still so much love and romance. You know I know. Twenty five years I've been watching people kiss on stage and confess their love and all the things, all the images they try to paint of black people in the media. I don't know those people that they're talking no, about. I don't know those people. All the people I know, I know are so different. Yeah, I don't know those people. I know people who love each other, who stick with each other, who stick and thin. People who might break up and then decide to get back together. Send me an email and the say, you don't charge me. Death of female castration. No matter the political persuasion, they love to hear me say I love to be fun. They come in crowds of cheers, donning the revolution like scarlet rags, making families of women who love to be bad. Some listen quietly, mentally masturbating in Bible study conservative corners, and arm themselves with two-edged tongues, advancing to cut off my clit. But I have erected a new understanding that my clit is my dick, and I'm too hard to surrender to religious bullshit. They should know after Panthers and rappers open first eyes. Ask me who I am. I'm a political prisoner of my art, draining the ink of my pen on your heart, coming harder. So let them enslave some third eye headdress, take another herbal remedy to naturally tame the beast in me, motherfuckers. Make them to build a golden cross and crucify the bitch in me, but I shall become a martyr and come again, even harder. People who are monogamous, the temptation to step outside of your relationship, but that's just, that's just part of the game, you know? And if you know if it's not for you, just don't, don't rock with it. You got to be strong in, in your convictions and what you want. 
When I was younger, I was definitely, no, 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 no. I could see that. Um, and I'm not in an open relationship or anything like that. But I, especially as I get older, I can see the need for them. I can see how they can be healthier for a relationship. It does take a lot of pressure off of you, especially for older women. You're not there yet. But when you start going through the change, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. <laughs> they don't prepare you properly for the change. I'm going to tell you. Oh, I've heard stories. Girl, there was a line in a poem I did at my first one time. I can't believe my mama let me do this at church, but she gave me the poem to read. And there was a line, I never forgot it. It says, your sex life is shot. It's a thing of the past. Don't fool yourself, friend. Even that doesn't last. <laughs> at the time, I, didn't, I wasn't really old enough to really, like, super get it, but it was, it was a poem about aging. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I was in there. And I'm like, wow, now that I'm 50, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see, man, all I can say is I'm glad I got it in when I did. I would be mad (laughs) right now. It's like your partner come near you, you break out in a cold It's that bad? And your stomach's still off. Squeeze girl, your stomach feel like you're going to throw up. Sometimes you just got to lay down. You just got to just lay down on the floor and just wait for a cool breeze to come mm-hmm. and, and lift you. I hope it I don't go so through that no time soon. <laughs> Not everybody gets it as bad, but I'm going to tell you right now. You'll be walking through the house. First of all, one of the first things menopause does, it, um, it's like your estrogen Least. Not all of it, but a lot of your estrogen somehow is depleted and is, and you get more, you have more testosterone. I don't know if it's new testosterone or if it's estrogen leaving, revealing the testosterone that's already in you. But think about when you were a kid and you always had that mean ass old on. Spirit of passion. Embrace the culture. You're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast featuring Queen Nadine. Nadine. Ooh, baby. Because that testosterone makes your patience short. Mm. You, you are not as you are not as willing to go along with bullshit as you get older. Oh, that sounds perfect. That's why I think a lot of, <laughs> I think that's why a lot of men end up leaving for a younger woman, because younger women uh have a lot of estrogen and are, are more willing to, you know, just go along with whatever men want, it's no big deal. But as you get older, not to mention, you know, especially black women get more accomplished as they get older. So besides the fact that you got more testosterone in your system, you a boss. And you ain't letting nobody tell you what to do. Like, it makes it real <laughs> But them, like young, them young girls but can't also, cook as good as the older ones, though. So <laughs> yeah, pick your poison, gentlemen. They, they, they can't, but older, but older guys also want to be reminded of what it was like to be young. And so they're not necessarily trying to sit around getting fat off your beautiful food. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of is what it is. But also it makes your, the lining of your vagina thinner. I heard that. I heard that. And a lot of people say that. And, and it causes hurts. pain. It causes pain with sex. And um, I was recently visiting my sister, and I was like, well, let's just go, because she was complaining, you know, she's married, and they want to still have sex life. And uh, so we went to um, 
a toy store and I saw that they now have um, uh, lube with CBD in it. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I've heard about that one. I heard it's really good. Um, she, You know what? I need to find out if it really works for her or not, but I just thought that was kind of a thing. Like, that seemed like that would make sense. I heard, I heard it could get um, you high. The one with the um the THC oil in it? The lube with the THC? It will get you high if they you don't, use it. They don't. Oh, they make it. Well, THC. <laughs> yeah, THC, of course, will make you high. But this, the CBD doesn't. No, but you I, know, I'm pretty sure it's good for the pain. I think I saw that online. I was looking um, I was looking online at different things that I might want to sell on my site because that, that site was going to be a place for But then uh, Facebook, oh, my God. They really just need to calm down. They are just censoring. I'm like, yo, this is a backpack. They're like, we don't allow the sale of firearms. I'm like, this is a backpack. So, like, yeah. you can't even talk to somebody when you're dealing with them. I have some dog tags. I have my dog tags from the membership. Um, now you can't buy. You're not gonna be able to buy any more tickets on my site. You have to be a member and get the dog tag um, that goes along with whichever membership you have. And um, they were like, uh, we don't let people do dating groups. I'm like, what? This is a dog tag that they won't even let me do that. They think I'm forming some type of army. Like, girl, the censorship is crazy right now. That's that's weird. Are you still going to be doing, uh-huh, are you still going to be was, traveling and doing your show in July? You guys, like people, just like you guys booked me, you can still book, but you're not poet. Those bookings, the bookings are definitely reserved for members. So once a person is a member, they have the right to uh, book a show, plan a show, public show, private show, sell their own tickets. So people can still buy tickets like from you within your group, but I won't be posting any ticket sales online if okay. people want. And then, so let's say you guys book me, then I would say, well, I need, um, I have 20 members in your area and I need to be able to reserve seats for them. Once they have the membership, their, you know, their space at the show is already paid for. And I would only do that if it was a public event. Okay, I got you. Um, and if someone but, wanted to book you, they would go through yeah, Get a Girl Blue? Yeah, this will make it easier for me to come. Huh? How would they book you? Oh, uh, they have to be a member. So they will have the email address um, to be able to book me. All right. If, if they're a member, they have my email address. So they, anybody who's interested in booking or anything like that, like you have to be, become a member. It, it really um, became too unmanageable with so many people like that for me to really do by myself. And especially when the when the virus hit, I was here alone with no interns, no help. I mean, went back to California and everything. And so I was just here. And just kind of out of necessity of being able to manage things without people getting pissed off at me for not having enough energy to, to handle everyone, I decided just to narrow it down to my membership base. Okay. All right. But the good thing is, like, if somebody's a member and they want to resell tickets or something, like, this way it's more like community. It's a nonprofit anyway. So it's, this way I can run things more as a community. And I even found a, another nonprofit here in Georgia where we'll be doing most of our filming from. 
And um, I just got noticed today, Atlanta is open. Oh, nice! Congratulations! Oh, yeah, they said the club's going to be open tonight and everything. I'm, what? I'm, I'm so, going to watch from a distance. So people, I'm going to just wait and see what happens. <laughs> hey, people in Georgia will be able to come to a show by fall, probably. I'll be back rolling. Um, Houston got postponed to Martin Luther King weekend, so I'll be in Texas in January. Um, still don't know about New York, um, D.C. Of course, I'll come for y'all. I'll come for uh, the, uh, there's a lesbian organization that also hires us regularly. And we do the Secret of the Pearl show in the DMZ. So we may come back to that next year. But mm-hmm. I won't be touring as much. Are you going to be doing anything for Gay Pride this year? Or you are no? Um, all the pride events here were canceled. Everything was canceled. Oh, I'm hoping that they might still Everything do something in New York. So I'm what I'm hopeful. thinking, I'm thinking people will um, resume as if this year didn't happen mm-hmm. with the same dates next year. That's what I think. I'm hopeful that things will change for positive. I'm hopeful. My fingers are crossed because I really want to see positive change. I, I I do. I want to see positive change for everybody. I want our youth to feel heard. I want our people to feel heard. I think we definitely met her now. These young folks, girl, I feel so protected by the kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm thinking about the Bible say, and the child shall leave them. I'm like, heck yeah. Look, these kids go. They are not having it. I love it. So the stuff that we put up with our generation, my generation, especially the generation before me, like I'm the end. I'm like when the revolution first started with the Panthers and then lost its footing by getting strung out. Like a lot of people got strung out and then the organizations got infiltrated by traders, black traders. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've been doing the same thing that Candace again, is again, doing again. for a lot of generations. Got to yes. put an end to it. No more. We got to yeah, put an end gotta to put it. Yeah, you got to put an end to that. Like, there's some people who know, like, you know, if you hang out with with real thugs, like for real, uh, like mafia type people, they got codes. Certain things you just don't do. And black folks, because we, we've been so divided from the very beginning, it's, it's just impossible to undo what we did. We just have to allow the young people to come through. And if we have old, outdated ideas about how to function, we should stand back and let them put new plans into place. Okay. Let the, yes. the young people who I are enlightened. I see why that's. When Obama did his speech, he was talking to the kids for a reason because he knows these old people, girl, the children they're going to the same old thing. They're the future. They are, gonna, yeah. they are the future. And they're telling you what they want mm-hmm. their world to look like. So we need to fucking shut the fuck up and listen. They don't want no it's more racism. Like, they don't want that. They want to hang, be able to hang out with racism. their black friends. They want to be able to go where they want to go. They want to be able to do what they want to do. They want to be able to love who they want to love. And they, and they want to have them brown babies. Yes, they Ooh. are. Push them out, baby. Push them out. <laughs> they want to have them brown babies, girl, because them brown babies cute. They are. They want to have them brown 
they saw too. You, it's undeniable. My, like, how could you be so mad about something that comes out so cute? One like, of my girlfriends, you know, she, she's a mother, and she has um she has three brown babies of her own. She says, you know, she said to me, Nadine, I don't know what to tell them. I said, you just got to tell them the truth. And and, and it might be hard because you you because they is they're brown and you're you're you, but. You got to tell them the truth and you got to understand it. No matter what, you're their mother and you're going to protect them from anybody. And that's all it is. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't get, like, nobody brought up the fact that, um, that, that, um, some of the young men who have been killed date white girls. I don't know if they get targeted by people in the community and they, they say, oh, I saw this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. never really know why a person gets targeted. And if you don't believe, like, I mean, I'm a writer, so I write stuff like this all the time. If I can conceive it, if a writer can conceive it, people are thinking it. People are doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So this brother, Floyd, um, was engaged to a white woman and the guy who killed him worked for him at a, a restaurant or club or something. Yeah, so for 19 he years. He would know. That's what I'm saying. So he would probably know, you know, this is a good example for our community. Like, I mean, like the... That's been a very popular the, uh, idea. That, that, that idea that maybe they had words and he felt some type of way. In fact, he was dating someone who, who was white and Maybe that was what led to this situation. I think it's more to it. I do. And didn't they say they didn't even find a fake twenty dollar bill? You know, the 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 twenty dollar bill ended up being real. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what was this really about? It's got to be more to it. I just don't. Yeah, and I know. I know one thing. It looked very planned and orchestrated in a way that gave me a freaking creep. Like, I was like, whoa, this is, this dude is ice. He had ice in his veins. He gave. I know people, people are not going to stop until they get answers. That's how I feel. I think this is, I believe his family's not going to stop until they get the answers and they get the results that they're looking for. And I, I hope, hope that so. they, they well, get them. Well, we should pray for strength. Pray for strength, you know, and, and, and try to be as supportive as we can. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. We got it. We got this. We got this. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all stay in touch with me. We and will. Um, let me know when y'all decide to be a next um, function. And if you want, like I was saying, I think uh, the BDSM might be a great option for y'all next time. And I have okay. some, a couple of different people who do great BDSM demonstrations so y'all can learn a lot about um, it. I love it. Y'all think that would be a good Tanya. topic. It's real popular. <laughs> Yeah, it's real popular these days. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, even if y'all, anything happens and we can't meet in person, we can schedule anything um, video-wise and also put it on our channel. And we have private spaces on our channel, kunamitv.com, pvnnytv.com. All right, we got it. We're going to make sure everybody get those links. And we're going to say thank you again, Jessica. You are a fucking Dang. amazing, amazing. Oh, you are amazing. Thank you. She think about trying my style. Because I'm a debonair nigga with a swagger you can find. She said she think about me working her shape out. And we could hit the ball right after the steakhouse. And skip the part where we make 
said a man used to bring her flowers But his tip game never could have bring her hours Whoa, side nigga on the internet Had a finger in the pussy while she in the chat But she wasn't really in the day She used to 911 for that bend her back Send her back Yeah, nowadays I be giving bitches the B game, man can't be giving everybody the A++ game, man, cause that shit be starting stalkers, man. Having bitches kidnapping you and shit, man. Bitching me rolling, me on the loading. Had to see my friends and even act like I don't know them. She switched the coding, this chick is loaded. Everywhere I went, I had to beep in and phone it. This shit is crazy, it switched lately. Relationship feeling like it's modern day slavery. And just maybe, just vaguely, I remember why I used to call her baby. Always challenging my ethics And it's back and forth for him and her man Fuck the effort I ain't sad I had to left it My man said check it The outcome is looking epic And he was talking to fall out Cause she the type of chick The one to trip and go all out And never vibe with my patience Now I'm the object she hating You feel me You got to be good to me